The Earnestly Speaking Podcast is a show that is founded on free-flowing conversation and may at times venture into mature subjects. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, Earnestly Speaking Podcast. Let's get it. I'm a giant in New York, in Miami carry heat. So much more in store, my product can flood the street. Opinion Nation Godfather, CEO. Puff in the late 90s, gon' see me blow. Oh, got my hustle on, no imitation of that. Army of untouchables, Opinion Nation staff. Never an all season, homie. Check the numbers. Heart in my own right, supplying Southern comfort. Earnestly speaking, my ego is well fed. Earnestly speaking, you're too feeble and no threat. See him like a hurricane, you're a mild breeze. Earnestly speaking, leaving Eli a dynasty. Shake! the Podcast, coming to you November 3rd, 2023. Hey, an actual solo episode. I, I gotta admit, these have been kind of hard to, to, to put in these uh, as of late, man. I've been, you know, between, and especially in the fall, between... You know, the, the usual, you know, standard shows we do during the fall. We have the student report on, on, on Tuesdays. We have Egypt for Degenerate on Wednesdays slash Thursdays, depending on when we put it out. It was Wednesday nights, we won't record those. You know, and then I have other things around that. It's kind of hard to get these these, like, these solo episodes in, you know, but got a little time today to do this. A um, couple things I'm to touch on, a couple of trending topics to touch on real quick. Um, NBA season ready, a week and a half in, week is, week-ish in. Um, lots of thoughts there. RFK Jr., um, I announced on the last episode, on the last episode we did, that he's, he's gone independent now. And some polling has come out recently that, look, I don't, I don't know how you guys feel about polls, but there could be something where he may have an impact on, his, on a general election next year. Um, of course, uh, Jay-Z, would you rather do, would you rather meet Jay-Z or take half a million dollars? Um, first dates, do's and don'ts. Uh, that's been another trending topic we've seen on social media the last uh, week or so. And then we'll end the show remembering um, the lives of two um, people, two brilliant people in their in their fields. Uh, Matthew Perry, of course, uh, actor, and then Bobby Knight, um, legendary college basketball coach who passed away all this week. So, before we get us, get started here, I want to give a quick shout out to my wife, uh, Lauren, um, who's actually right now, as we speak, driving home now from Orlando. Um, she ran her second 5K Second year in a row um, this year. She even finished faster this year than she did last year. She let me tell someone now. My 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 queen. You know we don't. I, I don't. I obviously we get personal podcasts and you know I'll I'll show I'll talk about certain things here in life. Let me say real quick that I I am so proud of my wife what she's been she's been doing these these last few months. Um, really taking care of her mental health. Really, you know she's uh she's dropped thirty three pounds in the last uh three four months. She's she's been eating healthy she's inspiring me although i'm struggling though but she's inspiring me so many changes you make the last couple months she's she's just fantastic and she's doing things that i never thought she would she would do especially running these 5ks now you know she's not really a big into, into running and all that stuff but two years in a row she's done a 5k i i, I, I told her i think i want to do this with her next year of course this is at disney of course at disney 5k she went up with a couple of a couple of our co-workers and friends um for, for you know girls mom's mom's day mom's few days away so you know, shout out to Lauren, my wife. I love you very much, and everything you're doing, you're inspiring me, you're inspiring our family. I, I really appreciate it. And you know, we've been together 17 years, married for 12. And I, 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 you know, you know, marriages have ebb and flows. 
But the one thing I will say is, you know, I always, every so often, you know, we even when you, you, things get tough and, you know, you get a dry spell here and things are just like, you know, monotonous, you know, there's some moments where you just fall in love with her and you, and you realize you realize why you why, why fell in love with her in the first place. And, you know, she's she's, she's amazing. She's an amazing person and she's just doing so many great things right now. I'm so proud of her. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I can't put into words, honestly. So, anyway, basketball's back. You know I'm happy about that. Um, NBA season, well, eh, say nine, ten days in now. Um, obviously, we're still way early on. It's too early to panic on a lot of things, but, you know, we don't, look, 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 look. Sports fans are, are going to overreact to things that matter what. It was a week old. So, a couple takeaways from the year. Um, I want to go personal first. You know, obviously, I'm a big Miami Heat fan. One and four start as this recording. Um, not a good start to the year. Um, I'm not going to panic. They started slow last year too. So it happened last year. So it went to the finals anyway. Albeit a lot of breaks to here and there. I mean, we can always debate that, of course. But this one feels different. Um, you know, Milwaukee and Boston have already separate. You know, even coming to the year, we knew this already. They they already separate themselves from the pack. Miami had a very bittersweet offseason. <clears throat> we did a last week with Dave Ramil, we did a Save the Heat podcast. We'll be doing more of those um, throughout the season. You know, every, every few weeks, uh, bring in uh, Miami Heat personalities, whether it be a podcaster or a blogger or you know, fan, and discuss the team as a whole. Um, but I'm a little concerned now, one and four start. Um, and I said, coming to the year, that one of the things that needed to happen to the Heat was that for the Heat to compete with Milwaukee and Boston in the East, you gotta see the you got to see the jump with Tyler Hero, the jump from... Bad amount of bio. And Tyler Hero's having a, a really good year. He's having a good year, for the record. They're just not translating the wins, unfortunately. Um, and, of course, Jimmy Butler, too, you're not going to see the leap because he's 34. You know, he's 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 plateaued. Um, he'll still be great in moments, but you can't depend on Butler to be 25-plus a game every single night at that age. Of course, you're LeBron. LeBron's is a freak, no matter what, though. But, you know... It has crossed my mind um, a few times this week, especially after Wednesday's loss to Brooklyn. <clears throat> if the Heat stay in this hole and the Heat say a sub-500 by, say, we get to January, does Pat Riley and that front office start considering selling, becoming sellers? Now, this is weird because if you really think about it, I mean, I've been a Heat fan 35 years. The last time the Heat were actually sellers, in a way where they were trading off assets to get to get draft picks and building for the future. To, I, honestly, it's 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 probably at least twenty years, because even prior to even when they had Dwayne Wade and all that, you know when they when they put the old six team together, that was a team to, to to win. Now, we knew that that was a win now situation. That was not going to be a long term thing. They did it for oh six and they fell apart after that. Big deal. The LeBron era, obviously, is what it was. You lose LeBron, you know, you keep Chris Bosh, keep Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade left. They didn't, they didn't trade Dwayne Wade. He left. Um, It was kind of a small, sort of like a backwards rebuild, sort of, but they still kept, still kept Chris Bosh. And the, the thought was they're going to try to compete still. But they were never sellers. They were never sellers as a team. If you're the Heat, do you consider... Train, train Gene Butler, put him on the market, give him his market value, which is pretty high right now, because there are a lot of teams in that, that, that were like borderline contenders that could use Gene Butler. <clears throat> and I mean to say for the record, I am not suggesting, I am not suggesting the Heat do this. I, I, in fact, I don't want this to happen. 
Okay, I'd rather ride this team out as far as we can until we can't anymore. But I also know the reality of Pat Riley. He's not someone's going to stand pat, no pun intended, of course, and just not do anything. In fact, the likelihood of this team is that likely is if that's the rest earlier plays out where the Heat is sub 500 but is still like in the playoff hunt, they will be buyers and trying to find other whales to get. That would be more likely because that's more of a Pat Riley model anyway. But given the Heat has done this offseason, didn't, or didn't do for the record, for the record, didn't get Riley Beal, didn't get Damian Litter, didn't get uh, Drew Holiday, is the writing on the wall for this team. Like, this is your team. Make it work or you let it go. Some look forward to it. Look, look, the one and four, you got the in-season, tur- the in-season tournament starting tonight, of course, which I'm still trying to figure out how the hell that thing works. We'll see how it goes. But just keep an eye on that situation. That's a situation I really want to keep an eye on. I, I'm, obviously, I will come. I'm a fan, but that's one thing. Um, Ghostly Warriors, fast start, 4-1 and one start to the year. I got to apologize to the Warriors and Warriors, Warriors fans. I was going to – I was saying on social media last week that one game in, the Warriors will be a play-in team. And I didn't get that memo. Steph Curry's on the phenomenal year. Steph Curry right now is in, one of, is, is in the MVP conversation right now, a week and a half in. The Warriors have been fantastic out the, out the shoot. Wins against Sacramento, two wins against Sacramento. Um, and uh, look, I, I thought this would be a play in team. I thought it'd be a lot of question marks because, you know, Clay Thompson's getting, is getting younger. Draymond Green's not getting younger. Steph Curry's, again, plateaued. Does the pieces around them work? Do the pieces around them actually chip up? So far, so good. The Warriors have been really, really good. And unlike last year, they're actually winning games on the road this time. That's that that's the difference between this team and last year's team. So good good on the Warriors so far in the fast start. The Celtics still running away with the – it seems like what you can have in, Boston's running away with the East. It seems like Boston's going to be a 61-plus win team, as I, as I predicted. You know? Um, they're unbeaten so far. I think it's 4-0, 5-0, whatever it is now. Um and they're playing as a team. And it's not to say that Jason Tatum is playing out of, out, of, out, of his, out of his world. You've seen Tatum one night be the guy. And one night is Jalen Brown. Another night is Drew Holiday. Another night is, is this guy, Porzingis. This, this Boston team is scary. If they're healthy, I'll say it again. If they, this team is healthy in April, May, going to June, this team can win the title. I mean, hell, I picked them to win the title before the year started. So, so about the gate, so good for this team. Um, the Bucks, the, the other team in that conference that's supposed to be competitive, you know, they're, they're the rival, of course. Kind of a little bit of a rocky start, two and two start. I mean, am I concerned long term? Not really, but you've seen Dame go off in his first game, and then Dame be average after that. So something to look at. I, I, I long term. Look, they lost to Toronto big last night. They lost to Atlanta big on Sunday. Um, so it's one of those things where, like, I, I, are we looking too much into that? Probably they'll be fine. Yes, right now Boston walk right now. I'm, I'm thinking Boston. Um, James Harden, of course, Detroit to the Clippers. We discussed that on the podcast during the week. Um, again, Harden's, I think Harden's career is on the line here. I think Harden's career, you know, this is a this is a, um, a contract year. He opted in his contract in Philadelphia, which then traded him to L.A. Um, and I, I think this is it. If, if he can't get this get this get this going, if he can't figure this out, get this Clippers team to lead to the conference finals, not further. Um, I I don't know if I see other teams willing to take a flyer on this guy for a long term deal. So James Harden wants to change the narrative and to get screw one more bag. He's got to be a good citizen this year and make it work for this Clippers team. I do think it's a good move for the Clippers in the sense that you now have an insurance policy for Kawhi Leonard. Uh, quite as kept, by the way. The Clippers have looked pretty good so far out the gate. Tough loss against the Lakers on, on, on Wednesday, but otherwise they look pretty good for the most part. 
Um, Victor Mamiyama is awesome. Last night's game, you see it? 38 points in Phoenix. Uh, Spurs beat the Phoenix Suns again this week. In Phoenix again, twice this week. Um, with Tim Booker this time around. Um, I'm going to say right now, if health ain't an issue, if Wimiyama is going to be health, it's healthy going forward, this dude is going to be the best player in basketball within five years. You're already, you're already seeing the potential. And here's the sick part about how good he is also, too. It's not like Popovich, Greg Popovich, is actually running the offense around him. He's, they're not running plays for Wemby all the time. It's 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 it's, a, it's about kind of like a committee situation here. They're not going to play some for Wemby or through Wemby, and yet Wemby is here hitting shots, hitting threes. You know, he had ten boards last night, two on top of the thirty-eight points, which is impressive. If this dude is healthy for most of the way going forward, he will be the best player in the NBA within five years. I'm gonna say what I tweeted last night. Get him now because once. They put a team around him, an adequate team around around this dude. It's over. I'm telling you right now, it's over. If 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 you put Greg Popovich and Wembyama and they put some pieces around him, another star, another like you know veteran player, or whatever, around this dude, it's over. This this guy will be dominating this league in no time. So, um, what other takeaways have we have have there? Oh, one more takeaway: LeBron James, age 38, turned 39 in December. Amazing, amazing, still amazing. You know, obviously we, we haggle about the minutes he's playing and you know the Lakers should come back his minutes and that's what that's the that's what the idea is, but he's he's had to stay beyond thirty five minutes a game, a couple games this year. Will that be an issue going forward? We shall see. But guys, uh, uh, this is what I've been saying for years. When it pertains to LeBron James, you guys need to appreciate this guy while he's while we have him. We've never seen a guy at this age be this good in this league for this long. He's still a top ten player in the league. Approaching 40. You know, the only comp we have is Tom Brady in the NFL. And that's a, that's a different situation. That's a different uh, sport, you know. But, you know, to see what LeBron has been doing, thirty season 21 now, and still playing a top 10 guy. Because he is a top 10 guy. You know, it's, it's incredible. So I hope you guys appreciate what we've seen here. It's amazing. It's It's been phenomenal. So... That's my takeaway so far for the uh, early part of the year. Um, obviously, we'll uh, talk more about the NBA on the, sh- on the show going forward. Um, we have guests come up in the weeks to come, so we got a lot to talk about. So, tune for that one. All right, let's talk, talk a little politics here. So, I was I've been really intrigued about, you know, look, we're still a, year, a full year away from the uh, the election, twenty twenty four, and it's gonna it's, it's gonna be like Trump and Biden. Let's be, let's be clear about that. Um, Donald Trump is leading his primaries by what? For thirty-seven points, yeah, he has, he has like nearly six percent of the GOP uh, po- uh, um, polling it now. <laughs> the close person, first person is like probably even Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis at fourteen percent. Like no one's competing with him. Now, granted, a lot of smoke around that because this is also a guy who's been indicted four times. So he's gonna be facing trial for numerous amounts of cases between now and the election next year. You know, um, will he su- survive that? Will he? Will he? be able to maintain that before the, the election night and all this stuff. We know Joe Biden, obviously, there's a lot of people who don't really care about Joe Biden. Joe Biden, 80 years old, the age issues, the policy issues that people ain't have with him. This is the first time probably in a number of years where a third-party candidate can really 
really shake up an election. I announced I, I announced this podcast about a week ago. RFK Jr. declared to go to independent instead. You know, he was Democrat, decided to go to independent. The thing with RFK Jr., I, and I was saying on that, on that episode, was that how many votes, where does he take his votes from? Which party? Because while he was a Democrat, he had more appeal to the MAGA Republican base in ways where a lot of folks were thinking that maybe this guy can, you know, impact Biden and or whoever Democrat they put up for, for election, or for the election. But then he goes independent now, and now I know you've seen um, a couple tweets here and there, and a couple of uh, conservative, uh, you know, Republican uh, commentators, you know, start to attack him because they see the writing on the wall that indeed RFK Jr. should and probably will impact the election and likely take votes from from um, from Donald Trump in the general election. And some of the polling is, is kind of bearing out that way. Like in a th- in a three in a three three man race, um, according to one of the polls, Quinnipiac polls, you know, Joe Biden is plus one, forty seven percent, forty six percent is for uh, uh, um, a Donald Trump, and then you have RFK Jr. polling at twenty two percent in a three man race. In a four man race with Cornell West being the fourth guy, he's polling at nineteen percent, still a pretty big number. Now look, I, I don't have any visions of grandeur that. RK Jr. is going to win the election. No, he's not. Okay? There's way too many people who are in the camps of Joe Biden or in the camps of Donald Trump to 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 pull pull that on enough enough support that way. But you can't be foolish in thinking that RFK Jr. doesn't have a chance of affecting this this election. You're fooling yourself. Because if, 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 if there's any time in this nation's history where this country is thirsty and hungry for another option. It's now. No one likes Donald Trump. No one likes Joe Biden. RFK Jr. is very appealing to a lot of folks because of, you know, he is fairly liberal. He's very progressive on policy. But he's also been accused of being an anti-vaxxer. You know, opinions aside. So, RFK Jr. has appeal. I don't think he'll win the election but make no mistake, mistake, mistake about it. This, I, 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 look, I'll be honest with you. I think there's a very good chance we see him on the debate stage next year. I think there's a very good chance. Barring, you know, some catastrophic, like, you know, you know his, his, his campaign goes, goes to shit between now and then. I, I would not rule this out. I know, people, I know I've been having conversations with people on Twitter about this, and they disagree with me, and hey, <laughs> that's what we, this is what we do. We, we, we discuss these things. I, I think you people who believe he's not having an impact on his, on his election, I think you're underselling the the potential here. It's a lot of folks I talk to on a daily basis. I, I work at a job where I'm surrounded by a lot of people, hundreds of people on a daily basis, different people. And we always talk politics. And there's a lot of folks who are intrigued by the idea of RFK Jr. being a third option. Okay? So we need to get out of our bubbles here and think a little more broadly. Look, I am not saying he's going to win the election. I think I, I think it was a shot in hell. Because of both the because of both the Republican and Democrat um, platforms, how strong they are, but you're fooling yourself. You think this guy doesn't have doesn't have a shot at and it's impacting this election? And if you didn't if you didn't think so, then why the hell is Donald Trump already making ads and you know making comments about RFK Jr. Because he sees the threat. Because he knows that RFK Jr. does actually 
take a piece of his uh, pie, if you will. And Republicans need that. Republicans need Trump to score. Just saying. So, don't rule it out. Do not rule it out that him having an impact on the election next year. All right. So, a couple of trends I want to touch on that I've seen on social media the last couple of weeks. Um, first one was on last week I saw where someone, I don't know where this came from, but someone had posted something about, what would you rather do? Would you rather meet Jay-Z or would you get, would you rather take a half a million dollars, $500,000? I have my answer. <clears throat> and apparently so was Jay-Z. Jay-Z was on, actually on um, CBS Morning, CBS Morning, whatever the hell that show is, Miguel King a few days ago. He weighed in on what he would do if he was in a situation, meaning himself or take half a million dollars. Who's that to say? There's something interesting online, Jay. I'd love to hear what you think about this. If you had a choice between getting paid $500,000 in cash or lunch with Jay-Z, yeah. which would you choose? You've got to take the money. What, you gonna, what I'm going to say? You know I mean? Everything that I'm going to say... No, everything... no, only because people say, of course you take, you take lunch with Jay-Z because the wisdom that you would get from him would, would be so uh, beneficial to you. There would yeah. only be a matter. You but, would take the money. Yeah, because you, you got the you got all that in the music for for ten ninety nine. That's a that's a bad deal. I would I wouldn't tell you to cut a bad deal. Like I don't take know. the five hundred thousand, go buy some albums and listen to the albums. <laughs> it's all there. If, if you, okay. you if you piece it together and really listen to the music for the words for what it is, it's all there. Everything that I said was gonna happen, happen. Everything that I said I wanted to do, I've done. And there's the blueprint. The blueprint, literally, to me and my life and my journey is is there already. So it's funny the blueprint, considering he has uh, three albums called Blueprint: Blueprint One, Two, Three. Um, it's funny you said that. Um, and I agree with him. Like, what can he teach me that he hasn't already said on his records? You know, I agree with him percent. You know, first of all, I would take the money and invest it wisely. Number one. Now, granted, I can see the value of, you know, meeting Jay-Z, talking to him, getting that kind of wisdom of what, how to invest, how to do this, how to, how to you know, just how, how to make moves. But at the end of the day, you still need the money to do it. You still need the capital to do it. And unless you have the capital to do it, you're pretty much restricted to the impact you can make. So $500,000, I'm definitely taking the money, without question. I know some people out there were saying, oh, I'll, I'll meet Jay-Z, you know, Stephen A. Smith said, I mean, Jay-Z. Well, wait, Stephen A. Smith's going to say that because he's also rich. He doesn't need $500,000. He's worth right now $12 million a year at ESPN. So come on now. But I, yeah, I'd say $500,000. Um, I do think, though, what Jay-Z said was kind of was kind of cool, though. Listen to the music. The answers are in the, in the lyrics. The answers are in the music itself, in the fabric of the work. I, I, I can't front on that. I really can't. Um, but <laughs> straight up, I'm taking problem okay. No question. Probably okay. Um, I can use that money, put it in retirement, you know, put my kids to college, you know, do a lot of things with that money, you know. And, and for the record, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a pretty frugal guy. I'm a pretty frugal guy. You know, um, I don't need a lot of things to keep, keep me happy. As long as I record this podcast and, you know, travel with my wife and do hair, this, this and that, I, I live a very simple lifestyle. I don't need a lot. 500K, I can go a long way with. Trust me. And obviously, I, want to still, I still want to quit my job. I still want to work. I still do this podcast. I still try to push, you know, creating this medium platform. Absolutely. Um, 
but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely taking the money <laughs> without question. So, all right, the other um, big um, internet trending topic was first dates, do's and don'ts. Uh, first dates, um, places. Oh no, no, not doing those. Let me rephrase that. It's what places are forbidden to eat at um, as a first date. Um, this kind of stemmed from I think there was a, there was there was a TikTok that came out last two weeks ago where there was a woman who was on a first date and the guy took her to a cheesecake factory and she was filming the whole thing and she was talking about basically saying, you know, that a woman of my ilk, if you will, should not be relegated to a cheesecake factory because it's a chain chain uh, restaurant, which got, caused a lot of controversy. But I also said, too, at the time when I saw that, I was like, this is scripted. And from what I understand, I think it was scripted. So someone um, made a list. I don't know who it was. Um, woman's gone viral for compiling a long list of different venues she refused to eat at on a first date. It was first shared on Facebook, then on Twitter. Here's a list of the places a woman absolutely refused to go on a first date. People said, okay. She, she, she made a list, and then some people added more places, more suggestions onto the record. Now, some of these places here, I'm going to be honest with you, I do agree with Ron. Some of these places I do agree with Ron. I think there should be standards for a first date. Somewhat st- standards. But some of these things, I, I'm going to go through the list here. She, she, they listed 28 places that are no-go to a first date. Number one, Chase Factory. Disagree with that. Chase Factory is awesome. I'm sorry. The, the food's great. I, I, I don't see why that's an issue. Uh, number two was Applebee's. Well, two and three is Applebee's and Chili's. <sighs> I don't know. My, my, my wife loves, ch- loves Chili's. I love Chili's for a long time. So that wouldn't bother her. I know there's some women who may not necessarily think that think that's a little under their, below them, whatever. Um, I get that. Number four, Chipotle. I can understand that. That's not really a place to go dating on, honestly. Um, five, Olive Garden. I have no problem with Olive Garden, actually, to be honest. I think Olive Garden's fine. Number six, the movies. I think the movies are better for a second or third date <clears throat> because you can't really talk. When you, the idea of going on a first date is to talk and learn about each other, you know? So you can do the movies, say, maybe maybe if it's a first date, attach something else to the first date, you know, would be a coffee plouse or uh, a drink or, or you know, a bar before going to the movies. I can see that too, but the movies should be a second or third date because you want to be able to know each other. Being in the movies, you can't really talk. You're watching the movie, right? Seven, your house, no go. I understand that. That's that's definitely no no go. Totally understand that one. Totally agree. Number eight, any fast food chain. I'm with you on that one. I'm just on that one, honestly. Um, I think, uh, you know, you have, you have, people have standards, and I get it. Number nine, Buffalo Wild Wings. Eh. If, what, what if the person is a sports fan and wants to watch a game and get some wings? I'm just saying. I mean, I wouldn't rule that one out, honestly. Wing stop number 10, same thing, same idea. Um, Number 11, Red Lobster. I, I I agree, but I'm also one of those guys. I don't like Red Lobster anyway, so whatever. Number 12, a buffet. I agree with that one too as well. Um, 13, I, 13, 14, IHOP and Denny's. Yeah, yeah, standards. Again, standards. I have no problem with those places at all, honestly. But those are something that you do after, I think, with someone. I think you want to impress some degree. You got to know who, you, who you're dating first. So I wouldn't necessarily do that. I would I would, I would recommend IHOP Denny's. The person's okay with it. If the person you're you're going with is okay with it, then so be it. But I wouldn't do it. Recommend it. 
15 the gym nah nah that's 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 too that's that, that that's for an acquired taste that's for a certain sector if you're meeting someone but now look if there's someone that you're meeting and you know that they're a fitness person you're a fitness person and the you guys agree to do that so be it but that's that's a very very small minority on that one 16 church i don't think that's terrible but again if you go to church to listen to to, to, a, to a preacher, a pastor, you go somewhere to listen. It's like it's like the movies. You're not learning. You're not learning about each other. So, seventeen and eighteen and nineteen, I totally agree with. Seventeen Starbucks, eighteen coffee date, nineteen ice cream date, perfect. Those are perfect first first dates because it's something you could do. It's not overwhelming with food. You can still talk. You know, the ambiance is great. That's to me is the coup de gras of first dates. A Starbucks, a coffee date, coffee house, or ice cream date. Hundred percent agree with that one. Twenty family function. Nope. Don't you don't want to meet family that early. Twenty one movie night at home. Again, same thing. No one's house. No. Twenty two long drive. Hell no. Twenty three bowling. I don't hate bowling actually because you can still talk and still bowl. I mean, you can still discuss things and have fun. I'm not against that one necessarily. 24 in the nightclub? Nope. Um, I don't know why we do that for, honestly. That makes no sense. Nightclub, you, you, you're going to a nightclub with a lot of music, you're going to be able to talk. I mean, what, are you doing? what are you doing here? 25 hookah bar? I mean, it kind of falls into the same idea as coffee house, Starbucks kind of thing. Whatever. I'm not, I, I, I wouldn't do it, but I can see, I can see, I can see the, uh, the, the, uh, the value there. 26, a bar for just drinks? I, um, yeah. I'm okay with that, as long as you know that the drinks you're getting, it's your drinks, and it's no one, you know, no one's putting drinks, anything you drink, the whole nine. I'm okay with that one. Twenty-seven Waffle House, same thing like Denny's IHOP. I I wouldn't recommend it, but if a person's okay with it, that's one thing. Twenty-eight is interesting. Last one, sports event. I'm actually okay with that, depending on the sport, depending on the passion of the sport. If this person, for example, this woman, for example, is into basketball. Or, or into football and wants to go to the game and you agree with that. I'm okay with that. Um, I do think if you're going to uh, the best ga- sport to go to for a, a first date, I would say is baseball. Because baseball is spaced out to the point where you can watch the game, but it doesn't, need, it doesn't hold your attention in the same way. You can actually watch the game and still have conversation. So, I, I mean, if you're doing a sports event, first date, I recommend baseball. The whole idea for me, honestly, is to go on a first date where you're able to communicate and talk and discuss and and get to know each other. Baseball is the only sport that like really opens that avenue and that kind of a uh, you know, um, you know, atmosphere to do that. So I, I don't hate this list. Some things I actually agree with here, but a lot of it is also situational too. So. Yeah, all these uh, viral things going on lately as well, too. Um, there's another one I was going to touch on earlier on this podcast, but I think I'll do it for the next show. Um, but anyway, um, last thing before I get out of here. <clears throat> we uh, we lost two very important people in the world of Hollywood and in the world of sports. First off, this past Saturday, we got the word news about Matthew Perry, Um former star of Friends. Uh, he played Chandler Bing, my favorite character in the show. He passed away um, 
in a drowning in his home. He was 54 years old. Um, he had a lot of demons he dealt with in his life. Um, he's also someone that also helped addicts and helped people recover and rehab and all that stuff. And he was someone that that's one what, what, what he wanted to be remembered for. Um, so he was really someone that was really authentic in that way. Um, yeah. So he, uh, he, he put up a book last year recently talking about, talking about his, his life and his, and, and his addictions and stuff of that, of that nature and depression. Um, so we, 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 we pray for his family and friends, uh, obviously for, um, Matthew Perry. Um, like I said, he was my favorite character on friends as well. I wasn't, I wasn't just a big fan of his outside of that. Cause I didn't really follow his work, but. On that show, he was that. That's the one. That's that's where obviously I knew him and knew all his, most of his work was on on that show. Um, then um, I think it was Tuesday, or Wednesday rather. We lost uh, college basketball icon, um, co- iconic coach Bobby Knight, who passed away at the age of eighty three. Um, very polarizing guy. Like he's arguably to me a Mount Rushmore coach all time. But also very polarizing with his anger and you know all this stuff that he's done through the years. And but look, a lot of folks vouch for him. A lot of people who who coach, who are who play under him vouch for him, even with all, even with all his anger issues and abuse and whatnot. Um, a lot of folks like Isaiah Thomas, who won a national title with him in 1981 in Indiana, vouch for him. Um, I wasn't necessarily a fan of Bobby Knight's, and because I I didn't like the way he treated people. But I understood. I understood why he was the way he was. There's actually a very, very good um, ESPN documentary, Thirty for Thirty, on on there on Bobby Knight. Um, I think it's called Last Days of Night. I'm, I'm not sure the exact number. There's that word of the uh, or name of the uh, the doc. But it was a really, really uh, good uh, um, documentary. Um, but yeah, very polarizing guy. Um, but again, <clears throat> he's still a human being. <clears throat> we wish him and his family. And friends, all the best, and um, their cond- our condolences here for both Matthew Perry and uh, Bobby Knight. And that's where we'll leave it. Leave this here on this podcast, dated again November third, two thousand twenty-three. I am on Twitter or X. It's X, actually, guys. I know we still call it Twitter. I get it, but it's it's X now, guys. Um, I'm X at EJ Christian Seven, guys. We actually recently just passed two hundred subscribers on my YouTube page. Um, pl- thank you guys for for, for uh, subscribing and, and and supporting and all that. YouTube page at youtube.com youtube.com forward slash at Ernest Christian. Also, I'm hoping soon. Don't know when, but soon that episodes like this, these solo episodes, are going to be video as well too. We, like, like granted, these, these these episodes are still going to be on YouTube, but they're they're an audio file that's up there. You you won't you won't see me. But I'm hoping within the next month or two that we'll be able to start doing. All our shows, all the shows we do on this podcast, um, but also the video where you can see my face as well too, my handsome face, on the uh, on the uh, YouTube page, of course. So we'll let you guys know when that, that that happens. But until then, we'll talk soon. Enjoy your weekend. We got a big, big football weekend coming up, so looking forward to that. But until then, God bless y'all. Take care and see ya. <laughs>